Welcome back to the Sweet Gravy Podcast with Kirk and Carmen. Oh, you got my name in there first this time, huh? Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, we got a guest with us today. Uh, this is a guy that I used to uh, li- live with on Catalina Island, right? Oh, man. Uh, uh, Alex Nolan Ballin. What's up? What's up, y'all? Long time no nothing. <laughs> Long time no nothing. I think the last time that you and I actually talked on the phone was uh, before I moved out here to Maine. Yeah, you were. Uh, I don't think you had switched jobs over there yet. Yeah, I. Well, we Carmen and I actually moved out here with with no jobs. So <laughs> no, I mean, I mean on the island. Oh like, yeah. Well, oh. You were still in the kitchen. No. Really? Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I I remember talking to you on the phone at, at some point. Um, you were doing a delivery job, or I I can't remember. But. Oh yeah, yeah. I was uh, driving a a box truck in Malibu, trying to give rich people uh, overcharged groceries. <laughs> Be, before Postmates, huh? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that I mean, sounded like, like it might have been good money, right? It was. It was. It was the only reason I did it. Like <laughs> the job sucked, the people sucked, the business sucked, but the money was good. So I guess that's enough. Yeah, sometimes that is enough. <laughs> Depending <laughs> on whatever your situation is, sometimes the money you just got to take it. Exactly. Yeah, especially out Southern California. You know, everything's so damn expensive that. You'll do anything for fucking money. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a rough, rough time, oh man. We miss it. Yeah, it's a rough time uh, out there. You know, whenever I first got out there, I struggled for quite a minute until I actually went out to Catalina. And uh, Alex, Alex is uh, a fun, a fun guy. I well, he he comes. I have this thing my favorite movie is the life yep. aquatic mm-hmm. but i believe that wes anderson's best movie is the royal tenant bombs but they're both directed by wes anderson and alex totally understood it so yeah, he like, was like that's gonna be my friend alex he, he's got he's got he's got a mind that i like <laughs> <laughs> i feel like that's a very easy thing to do like I don't think uh, so. I don't know. Y'all. I don't even know what the fuck you guys are talking about. <laughs> Sound like Spanish to me. For real? Okay. Um, let's. There's like there exists a best food, unquestionably, right? If, if best means anything, it's got to have like, you know, an empirical definition, right? So there is a best thing somewhere, but that doesn't have to be your favorite thing, right? Right. So. Uh. Try not to use like a movie example. Um, so maybe like the best Stevie Wonder song is Superstition. That ain't my favorite at all, right? I like Don't You Worry About a Thing, Love Is a Need to Love Today. Uh, um, uh, oh, what's the one that where the Jackson Five sing the the doo-wops on it? Dude, uh, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> Stevie Wonder has such a large catalog. It's a hard one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's true. I mean, it's 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 pretty much all good. The the Coke reggae stuff, not my thing, but uh, <laughs> you still pass that. Yeah, I mean, that's one. You're missing one album in like thirty, so it's all right. Stevie, anyway, yeah, you, like you. So if you think something is your favorite. You think that is by like definition the best thing they've done, or they make, or the best food, or whatever? Like you like spaghetti? Yeah. How I don't understand how this is tying into Wes Anderson. Oh, well, he's oh, just okay. a director. Okay. I, I don't know even know who he is. He's the that guy was... that directed the Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou. Okay. You know, my favorite movie okay. that you will never let me watch. Yeah. yeah. But you guys said, like, I have Wait, no what? clue. I'm not a movie person at all. Right. So, I'm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she she doesn't. It was my birthday one year, Alex. And I was like, you know, the only thing I want to do today is watch The Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou. And 
and Carmen made me turn it off at, at, at a certain point. In time. I can't take it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I can't fucking what? take it. <laughs> What's wrong with it? I don't like anything about it, and maybe because Kirk <laughs> Kirk hypes it up so much, and then <laughs> I don't know. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> I don't know. I think you might have ruined it for me a little bit. Ruin ruined it with just half the film. Yeah. Well, <laughs> whenever you know, I've probably seen it maybe about uh, you know uh, over. A couple hundred times. See, uh, it's pretty easy. So whenever you're basically talking along with the movie, I guess that can be kind of annoying to somebody that's sitting right next to you. But you know, it is what it is. So you've seen it a couple hundred times. Carmen hasn't seen it ever, and you're watching it, and it's just for you. It's just like, oh, this is like brushing my teeth. I know every step without turning my brain on. And yeah. If you're just like if you're doing it like you're you're showing somebody. Uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah, yeah. And like Transsexual from Transylvania. And like all, yeah, and you're doing all the like actions. To do all, and they're just sitting you like, what? Well, who is this crazy person? Yeah, why are we throwing <laughs> toast at the television right yeah. now? <laughs> yeah. Like, what, do the neighbors need to hear the word slut every four minutes screamed to the top of its lungs? Like, <laughs> have, you, have you ever seen Rocky Horror Picture Show? Do you know what yeah, that I is? Have, I know I what it is, but I've never seen it. I haven't seen. I don't know none of this stuff, Kurt. Oh, okay. I don't know any of these movies. <laughs> well, I do got. I do got a quick question that I wanted to throw in there. Um, Alex, who would you say is better, Macaulay Culkin or Elijah Wood? Me and Kirk argue about this. Better at what? Like, who has the what? What would we say? Who's the better actor, or who? Well, I yeah, believe that Elijah actor? Woods definitely had a better career. Yeah, okay, Elijah Wood definitely has had a better career at this point. <laughs> he's, he he looks better in the public eye. Yeah, but he's not a better actor than Macaulay Culkin. I don't know. Uh, his his bank account might say different. That ain't bank account don't mean nothing. <laughs> yeah, because that makes The Rock better than um, what's his name, Daniel Day Lewis. <laughs> That makes The Rock better than pretty much everyone. Oh yeah, <laughs> and all that man does is smile. Like, yeah, he don't. I I don't like The Rock. But damn, much. he got a beautiful smile. I'm he, not taking that away from him. <laughs> He's not bad to look at. But you see him on everything now. I'm, yeah, he was trying to run for president. I guess a couple years ago, after Trump won, he's like, "Well, I could do it." You know, the funny thing is when when Trump was running, I I immediately was telling people when I was still on Catalina, I was immediately telling people when just before he was even elected, I was like, then what are we going to get next year? The the Rock? What are we going to get next election? The Rock, you know, because he's his his wrestling moves were the people's elbow, you know? And right. like, can you smell what the economy's cooking? Like that would be like great platforms to run on, you know? <laughs> like, I mean, with a charismatic person like that, and uh, you know, definitely, you know, with his uh, Samoan heritage, you know, you get yep. a different looking man in the office. It, it made sense at the time, and then whenever he was like, "Oh, maybe I'm gonna do it," but you know, no. Instead, we got Kanye. Yeah, now we got Kanye. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> people don't want a nice looking president. People want. They don't? You no, don't people so? want an ugly president. I think Barack wasn't ugly. No, Barack was in there, and they were like, "Oh, Barack's so hot." Blah blah. But I don't think people really want that. Yeah, Barack wasn't wasn't an ugly man, and you know, neither was really Bush at the time. The uh, Bush W. Not, no, Bar HW, Barack but... wasn't ugly. He looked. Look a little like a monkey, though. <laughs> you can't say that. He do. <laughs> yeah, like, Brock is, is attractive for being a person who might be president, right? But if he was just, like, at the coffee shop, he'd just be another dude. Yeah, he'd just be a guy. Especially out here in L.A. Like, he'd just be a dude. Yeah, people would be like, oh, he's somebody. Yeah, He, he has his fucking shirt tucked into his pants, so he must be doing something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's that's gonna be my new my new goal. Is to make sure people know that I tuck in my shirt. Yeah, you gotta yeah. you gotta tuck. They're in like, the huh? Shirt. He's going oh, somewhere. He's going somewhere. He's got his shirt tucked in. You know, and I it's it's a professional professions. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Alex, I was I was I work at I work at a hotel. I work for a, a hotel, and I wear a blue polo. Um, that's part of my uniform. 
and I was walking through Best Buy uh, before work. I was looking looking into some. I was trying to get a. Uh, I was trying to get a. Uh, I just we just got bought a car and it's got a tape deck in it, and I wanted to get an, an adapter so I can plug my phone into the tape deck. And there's this woman, and she she spots me right, and she's like, "Oh right. man!" And she's like, "Sir, sir." And like I'm at the, she's at one end of the aisle. I'm about to walk in the next one, and so I I cut it to the next aisle, right? And I'm like, I'm not going down to that aisle to face this woman. I was going to go down this aisle, but she she stopped me. She made a roadblock and she stopped. She put the cart in front of the aisle. She's like, "Sir, I need assistance with this," and I said, "I don't work here." <laughs> and she was like, "Oh no!" And then her little daughter was laughing at her, like. like <laughs> <laughs> it's like i'm sorry ma'am i don't work here that's why i was avoiding you like if i worked here i i would imagine that they've got some sort of you know uh commission base you know yeah. that typically that's what they do in stores like that and i would want to put my initials on whatever you're trying to sell it looked like a nice ring cam or a nest cam or one of those things and man i could probably pump you up for you know thirteen hundred dollars but no not today sorry <laughs> Well, that gives me an idea if you ever want to screw with people, right? Just get a uniform from somewhere Yeah, that you don't work at. Put it on and, like, try to avoid helping anybody. Yeah. And just so they get – I mean, I, that is mean for everybody else, but it, it seems like a funny idea in my head. Yeah, and then it would be, like, reviews online. I, I got to do my laundry. <laughs> yeah, I'm here. I'm, it's laundry day, dude. Yeah, I'm looking, I am also looking for help. Yeah. <laughs> no one will help me because they think I work here. <laughs> I'm really sorry for the inconvenience. Yeah, you could really, like, uh, if you're near a busy Starbucks, uh, people still social distancing out there? Like, they, that? are people still, uh, like, six feet away in the line, like, lines out the door of, like, so you go to a Starbucks, and so we're still social distance. We've got six feet between people in line. If you stand outside the door in your Starbucks, you know, uh, smock, and you oh say, oh, no, you can't come in yet, and you just hold the door, and the people inside don't actually know what you're doing, but you're actually dressed like a Starbucks person? <laughs> yeah, I wonder how long that works. <laughs> How long before the people are like, oh, no, get that man out of here. What's he doing? Is they that- figure, <laughs> I would assume it's not many employees at one time at Starbucks. So yeah. they'd be like, he's not one of oh. us. I think you could get a good no, 20 man, minutes. Like, so I had to go to Starbucks uh, before I called y'all. And uh, there were maybe 20 employees in the one little thing. Wow. Yeah. And I was like, and then none of them are six feet apart. <laughs> so. I guess it's different if you're working. But yeah, that's... Yeah, the, we definitely are doing the... Well, the rule is to social distance, face mask at all times. But I live in the part of L.A. County that's on the border of Orange County, and Orange County seems to think, for some reason, that it's a hoax, like an actual hoax, like for real 5G caused it, is what they think. Right. <laughs> so a lot of that attitude bleeds over into my community. Uh, particularly if you're white. And so I'm just like seeing a whole bunch of like pasty motherfuckers not covering their face, walking up to strangers, getting in their business. And like, uh oh, this is bad. <laughs> how people die. Yeah. It's uh it's it's really it's really strange how how people um have been going through this whole uh the the belief system of what is real and what isn't how mm-hmm. how am i okay the 5g thing you know it kind of you know you you read it and you're like that's so crazy that that can't be true but it's also kind of like well it is you know putting the things out in the air and it could you know but, but then you're like man but that's crazy that can't be it <laughs> right and it's because it's not <laughs> but it could be this world's so crazy that you know you you don't actually know what's going on <laughs> <laughs> so yeah may well I, I just want to say that this is like my reason uh-huh. one be your friend is that you simultaneously like you're fundamentally a very intelligent person but you're also like fundamentally a crazy person <laughs> so you you want to like 
think about things to the fullest extent. And then once you realize there's a little bit of absurdity, you just double down into that. And so it's always fucking fun. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm glad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was fun. That was good. Man, Catalina was wild. That was fun. Yeah. Uh, you know, Alex, Alex and I, we used to, we used to get together and, uh, we, we had like a, a, a weekly thing where we would watch ang- angry young men movies and yep. it was just like old movies where the, the protagonist of the story was just this angry man and he didn't like society. And that's basically like the, the population of our, our people now, they're all angry young men and women, you know, <laughs> it wasn't like that back then uh uh and we had awesome awesome talks on the dive deck up by the lodge and some of the some of the most fun talks that we had was about music you know uh you and i had like a pretty similar taste in music and um you know I that that's one of the things i wanted to talk to you about is kind of like getting to like uh some funk music uh discussion just a little bit uh and you know so i want to get started with uh james brown and you would always say hit it on the ones right and that's right that's right so uh can you give us a little bit of the evolution from the ones to the twos (laughs) okay um i mean there wasn't any twos it just (laughs) Funk, right? So you, you, when you talk about funk music, if you're thinking about it, right, you have to start with James Brown. Right. Um, he's he is the grandfather. He is he is the inventor. He is the the hardest working man in show business. He's the reason it exists, right? Um, what, when you say hit it on the one or get it on the one, right? Everyone on the one. Um, what it means is that in a like a particular uh, cyclical phrase in funk music, right? Funk music is primarily um, what rock and musicians would call like riff based or like what a classical or musician would call um, something. I don't really care what they think. Uh, what a jazz musician would call uh, like lick based or uh, theme based, melody based, whatever. Um, you can do whatever you want in all the other spaces of the music, right? So if it's a two measure phrase, a four measure phrase, eight, eight measure phrase, 16 measure phrase, you can do whatever you want. But the moment the first measure, the first beat of the first measure, everybody has to be on the downbeat and playing the, the downbeat is the one, right? And then tonically in the scale, you got to play the the first note, the root uh, as well. And that gives a sense of cohesion, a uh, togetherness. But the moment that the, that beat has passed, everybody do what else, do what you think is funky, right? So, Whatever makes you feel good. So that basically... That basically gives people that are listening they they know that the band's just not going crazy and they're not just doing what they're what they're doing. They actually there is some thought into this uh, into what's going on right now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so it's not just like because um, before that, right? A lot of um, uh, Black American music is it was just seen as jazz, right? So um, there there were. Um, Right. Um, Motown was definitely making music. Right. Uh, soul. Uh, uh, Ray Charles was leading a revolution in soul music. Um, right. Um, there, but there, that music was kind of seen as what's the right word for that? It it, it was partitioned. It was seen seen as kind of like popular music to an extent, except for that a lot of these artists only got play on black radio. Right radio, um, which is a hard thing to say if you have a speech impediment. Uh, it was, uh, you know, intentionally did not play uh, black artists, and so, but uh, with, with funk music, man, like they couldn't. That was like the first time in a while that like black American music forced its way onto popular or white radio, right. Um, and a lot of that comes from the idea that, like, that with jazz, everything you can, like, listen to it and everybody does. Most people don't know what's going on when they listen to jazz, right? Only, like, pretty much only jazz-trained musicians know what the heck is going on at any given moment when they listen to jazz. Um, but with funk music, 
you can take a lot of that philosophy of jazz, of self-expression, of, uh, of um, improvisation, of doing weird for weird sake, uh, but by grounding it on the on the one, right? Like like you said, everybody feels together on it. So, right. um, yeah, that that's one hundred percent the idea. That's what that's one of the reasons that makes it so danceable is that even if you get lost in between, you you can feel the one coming. So everybody like leans down heavy in their hips on the one, and it gets everybody having a good time. Yeah, that makes sense. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. So I mean, that's what like that was James Brown's like philosophy. Like you could do whatever. Like he didn't really have musical direction. He had a uh, rhythmic direction. But like the one thing he could like always hear, make sure that made sure that you, if you were in his band, you had to do that. You had to play the one. If you were playing on the one, you're playing the one. So people know where it is, right? So the audience can get into it. So he can go even crazier, um, which he needed no help doing. He is a brilliant, insane human. Um, Man, do you ever watch like old tape of him, and he's just going faster than any person has ever gone before? Yeah, and he's he's uh, breaking out in a cold sweat, and he yeah. just uh, <laughs> he looks he looks like he's struggling. But you know, yeah. and, and then like you look at him young, and then you look at him old, and it's like, how is he still doing that? Well, you know, later drugs. Is <laughs> he didn't age know, very man. well either. He looked really bad at the end. Oh man. Yeah, he he wasn't ever particularly handsome either. Oh yeah. no, he was a he, <laughs> he was pretty gross. Um, but what but was that hair he had on? Was that a wig or was that a perm or was that his hair? No, I can't remember. No, ah well, oh, man, I forget the word. But when you put like it was really big in the fifties, like um, you put lye in your hair and it straightens it. Perm. Was that is that a perm? Is that what a perm is? Yeah. I thought I'm all right. My bad. I thought it was something else. No, it's just relaxer. It's all perm. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the first time I, I like learned about that, I was reading the. Oh yeah, guys don't typically. It's not a thing that guys do. It's more seen as like a feminine thing. So guys yeah. don't want people to know that they put in relaxer in their hair. But James Brown hair wasn't fucking didn't match his no. face. His hair should have been nappy. Well, a lot of people, a lot of people in the entertainment industry, uh, black people, they did. They did do that. They tried to make themselves look a little yeah. bit wider, like a Cap Calloway used to do that, and yeah, a yeah. bunch of other stuff. You know, that's just. I remember when, when the conch was uh popular. What's that? Mm-hmm. The the conch. Uh huh. I don't know. It's like a hairstyle. They do their shit. Oh, up. they do the little watcha. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really hope that's the textbook definition of it. Yeah, the cha cha. You know, they put a little cha in. Um. Yes, uh, the like I know that Malcolm X called it something else when, uh, in his autobiography. Like he tells about how he got the nickname Detroit Red. He, he'd be doing that perm thing, and when his hair come out, it'd be red. So that's where he got his nickname from uh, before he <laughs> the prison and he got converted. The perm ain't for everybody. <laughs> right. I don't know what the fuck he was. Using. <laughs> no, they even even in the Malcolm X movie, they they show him and they're like holding his hands down because he wants to get it out of his head. You know, yeah, right. Yeah. Well, it's not. You see the stuff that I use, the perm I use for my hair. I actually just put a perm in my hair um, a couple weeks ago, and the stuff that they sell now is not what it was then. Like when you have videos of uh, people having a perm in their hair, and their shit is on fire, their mm-hmm. hair is burning. Now it's a little bit different. They tamed it down just a smidgen. Yeah, I, I don't think it's necessarily tamed. Well, it's definitely tamed down. But uh, you just you got to put Vaseline around the edges mm-hmm. so it don't touch your skin. And then that's it. It will start burning after a while, but you take it out before. What's that, Alex? How, may, how do you make sure it doesn't touch your scalp? Uh, I don't think that. I don't know. It touches your scalp. That, that, it's just going oh, in there. It's just going in there, yeah. Ugh. You don't want it to touch that's- your face or your ears or anything. No, I don't want to touch me at all, but all right. <laughs> but, yeah, I put it in, and I'll leave it in for about 10 to 12 minutes or until I start feeling like it's starting to get a little bit irritated or a little bit burning. You want to take okay. it out before it starts burning. And you don't, you can't scratch your hair 24 hours before you do it. You, 
whoa, okay. So if you if you scratch your if if you scratch your head within twenty four hours of actually putting a perm in, wherever you scratch that, that's gonna start burning first. Is that why some chicks just be like slapping their the top of their head? Yeah. Like they, <laughs> they, they they do okay. Either that or they just got their hair done and they don't want to fuck it up. They don't want to mess it up. I I've also seen uh, women with wigs on. They'll pat their head because they can't itch it because there's a hat, you know, <laughs> going on underneath there. Man, girls have a hard time with hair. It's a fucking stressful process. Like even white girls gotta go sit and get their hair done for hours at a time. Like girls in general just have it hard when it comes to hair. It's crazy. So like I don't know if I like you see. Actually, no, you you can't see a picture of me recently because I don't post any pictures. But uh, my hair is now down to my nipples. Oh no! Uh, yeah, dog. <laughs> no, it's nice. Oh yeah, it's, smooth, it's pretty. It's full. People like it. You got a um, you got a Zappa mustache going too. I got a beard, yeah. Yeah, nice. It's it's not the full like curl into my mouth. Um, I'm a German philosopher. Oh level. yeah, no no Nietzsche here. No, no, I think things exist. Um, <laughs> yeah, see, that's that's fun. Um, but yeah, you yeah. don't have to do anything with your hair. Like you're a guy, it's not a big deal. Well, if it's down to his nipples, he's got to like, he's got to brush it. And... Yeah. Oh wow, you got to brush your hair. Like what the and, fuck? And wash it. Wow. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. Like so. And like my friends that are my girls that are like they they ask me like why my hair's so nice. I'm like because I don't fuck with it. I don't put chemicals into it. Like I just grow it, mm-hmm. and then it looks nice. And my sister, like she she always used to put stuff in her hair. Um, and the last couple of years she had, she just like, she got one of buzz cut a couple of years ago and she just grew out her hair and she didn't do nothing to it. And it's like super healthy and pretty. And everybody's like, Oh my God, what did you do? And she's like, I literally didn't do anything. So I think that's the secret. Just don't do nothing. Yeah. But see, if I did that to my hair, I had dreadlocks, nasty ones. That's, uh, well, I mean, you can wash them. Yeah, <laughs> we actually, we actually, you can wash your hair, but day. like I have to put product in it to control it, or I'm not able to go outside with it. If I don't All use right. a perm, my shit's so nappy, I can barely comb it. Okay, so if I don't put something in it, like Kirk gonna dump me. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt that. Um, your so your hair, your hair goes down, does it go out when it grows? Uh, yeah, it just grows. <laughs> I mean, it's just, yeah, I have coarse hair. That's why I use relaxer sometimes to make it more manageable. Right. So I got like, um, I have a couple, uh, friends that are African American women. They always talk about their hair. Um, um, and, uh, only because like I'm around and they'll play with my hair and then they can start complaining about their hair. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, apparently, I'm not like an expert on the subject whatsoever. But some of their, they say that some of them have their hair when they don't do nothing with it, like it just froze, right? Their hair grows up, and then some of them they have uh, their hair grows down when it gets longer, like when it gets heavier, and so it doesn't uh, like go out or up naturally. It starts to hang. Well, it just and depends. Uh, it depends on on who you are, what you have in your family, in your bloodline, I guess, because. Uh, I have black friends that have really good hair, good grades of mm. hair. Their hair grows perfect. But then some people hair like mine, my shit just nappy. This is just what I, right. I was blessed with, I guess. But, <laughs> but yeah, I have That's a lot right. of friends who have a, a better hair than I do. That hair that don't have as many problems for sure. All right, I don't, man. I'm sorry you didn't get the roll of the dice that gave you the nicest hair possible. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta like, yeah, you gotta sucks. literally burn your fucking scalp to do what you want with it. Yeah, well, I mean, when we were younger, we used to use the pressing comb, and that shit sucks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like, either way, you gotta make it manageable, or you're just gonna be going to school with a big fucking puff afro, and then kids gonna talk about you. Kids are fucking mean. You can't go to school you with your hair yet. not done in middle school. I don't know, man. There are a couple girls rocking throws in my middle school, but hell no, nah. I don't. <laughs> I'm from Detroit. I'm not even. Nope. Oh, uh, okay. Well, at least right. you guys have hair. 
So, you know, <laughs> I mean, I I would give for some nappy hair right now. No, you yeah. shut. <laughs> That's so funny. If I if man, if I could count the amount of combs and brushes in my house, that's been like you going through your hair and it's like pop, like God. Damn. You breaking combs. <laughs> So yeah. many in my oh, lifetime. Man. Between me, my mom, and my sister, uh-huh. yeah, we broke a bunch of combs. What? <laughs> yeah. Like, all right, somebody get the pressing comb because you got to do something with it. Man. It's tough. I couldn't imagine. I, sometimes in middle school, I used to be like, Ma, we don't got no jail. I'm not going to school. Uh-huh. And she like, you're going to fucking school. I will not go to school. You can drop me off, and I will not walk in the door unless you drag me in that fucking school. Cause there's no way. And she went and got to jail, cause she knew, like, I'm not going in there. <laughs> <laughs> These kids are fucking vicious, man. Like, no. <laughs> that's wild. Yeah, man, I, could... I think I never bullied for my hair. That's that's intense. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I got bullied because I was a loser, but, like, that's a different thing. <laughs> oh, no, in school, yeah, especially, like, in black schools, they're like, look at that bitch with the nappy hair. <laughs> like, they're going to go in on you. Your shoes look dirty, your clothes look dirty, anything, and your hair not done. Because all the kids that had parents, like, middle-class parents, they, hair, they had all the nicest styles in their hair. Their hair was always put together. So if you walked in and your shit was all over the place, yeah, you're going to get teased. All right, that that fucking well. I mean, middle schoolers suck. Yeah, yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, you, you're being groomed at that age. You're learning at that age. So if if you're learning at that age that my hair needs to be straight to be manageable, and so I don't get teased in school, that carries over into high school and then to normal life. Right. Yeah, I think a lot of people, you know, th- there's the the misconception and. That, okay, I'm going to be in high school now. You know, I'm done with the eighth grade. I'm moving on to the ninth grade. It's going to be a new me. But you're going <laughs> to school with the same people. Like, <laughs> like, we didn't forget. It's been three months since I saw you last. <laughs> like, you think, you think you're a new person? No, man. Sit in the back. Like, <laughs> your hair still looks gross, man. Like, you know? I don't know. It's just that, that whole... Uh, thought of oh man this is and then that's the college then you go through the same thing with college too Mm -hmm. and that's the same also because you know deep down you've you've been doing what you've been doing for a long time you are who you are you know and if you pretend to be something that you're not it just doesn't work college is easier because you have people that are like-minded you know you can there's a lot more clubs or like groups You, you go out on your own you're not friends with people that are around you you're you're in a group of people that have been magnetized to a school so unless you're living on campus right because then yeah. you have your like dorm crew but yeah otherwise yeah you like hang out with people in your major or maybe you, you just like you're in the anime club or whatever yeah I'm, i mean i'm in college right now which that's a whole freaking wild thing yeah um you're doing a lot of a lot of math yeah yes sir do you find um, uh, do you find that uh, you how, how many instruments? Let's let's go here. How many instruments do you play? A couple dozen. A couple dozen. Do you find that the fact that you can read music, you can do you can do like uh, seven eight time, uh, you know, <laughs> you know, do you find that having a brain that can read music and and play music is easier to do math for you? Um. I I think that's a yes. Like I think it's um. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um. Yeah, like the the feel for numer- numeric patterns. Right. Right. Maybe is what you're getting at. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I guess. Um. It definitely helps with like geometry. Um. As those are just like visual repeated numeric patterns. But the kind of stuff that I study is 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 way less like music and a lot more like philosophy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's a lot of like, if this is true and this is true, what can you tell me about these things? Like logic um, classes, right? It, it really is just logic. Mm-hmm. Like it, um, you know, proof using 
all the tools that you know are true, that this thing is true. And then you go, okay, uh, how? <laughs> you like struggle with it for a couple hours and then figure it out. And then you go to class and you find out you're absolutely wrong. Uh, <laughs> no. Yeah. It's, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. Like it's definitely humiliating. Um, but are, like, are you doing all online right now? <laughs> What's up? Are you doing all online classes right now? Yeah. Everything is distant. So, um, I also work at a college. Um, I work at a different college as a, a math tutor and what's called a SI instructor uh, for Calc 2. Essentially, I like teach Calc 2 after they learn it. Um, but everything, yeah, everything's online. Everything's distant. Um, so I'm in Zoom like 40 hours a week. Uh, oh, man. Carmen's, yeah. Carmen's in school right now. And she, oh, yeah, yeah, she can barely do the Zoom four hours a week. What class? <laughs> is it a class you're taking, or uh, what, what are you doing? Uh, hospitality management, which I probably should have thought that out. <laughs> I don't fucking know. <laughs> yeah, the hospitality uh, realm is a, a little uh, sparse right now. Yeah, but I was already in school for it before COVID hit, and now the hospital uh, hospitality management degree is like, man. It's going to take a while for the hospitality industry to get back to where it was. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, you don't have to do what was happening, right? You can think of, like, creative market solutions, right? Essentially just, like, make really or, like, house really fancy Airbnbs. Also, like, how to maximize profit during all this stuff. What kind of activities are your uh, patrons going to want to do in uh, during the pandemic? Yeah, I mean, as far as far as classes, like, absolutely, like that type of like taking that approach with school is it definitely works. Um, But I mean, once I complete my degree and first off, I have to figure out what job I'm going to actually go for. And I'm going to have to just try to find somewhere entry level that'll let me in the door and show me the more practical side of things. That's fair, yeah. So that's the only thing. It's going to be getting in the door. I don't feel like, I feel like a lot of people are not uh, hiring too much. I guess kitchens are. But That makes sense. You know what I mean? I feel like it's not going to be a big, uh, a lot of opportunity to get in the door with that right away. But I got some other options. Maybe if I can get in being a substitute teacher or something like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she she already has a culinary degree, so uh, you know she's just working on the hospitality to kind of double up on that. So yeah, I'm tired of being in the kitchen. I'm tired of cooking. I've done it for 15 years, and it is uh, the worst career you could probably ever pick. Like <laughs> you go in there, you work in the heat, you get your ass kicked all fucking day for ungrateful fucking people. Yeah, that's true. So it's uh it's one of those things. There's a lot of politics and dirtiness that goes on within the hospitality industry, especially at the kitchen level. So uh, I've seen it all, and I don't know. I'm I'm tired. Of, I can't be fifty working on the line, so I got to do something. That's true. That's fair. Yeah, uh, I mean, that, I mean that's why I'm in school now. Like, uh. I couldn't do construction forever, or maintenance, or be a janitor forever. I was like, I gotta do something else. Yeah, I mean, it's a so skill to fall back on. Uh, yeah, like, so, like, right. Now, one of the things I'm doing right now is I'm building myself a new desk because so I'm, I'm going to school, right? Got full time class load, and then I'm I'm teaching and tutoring from my desk, uh, and I've run out of space completely. So I'm. Well, I welded, uh, my brother and I welded uh, the frame of a desk and I'm putting some hardwood plywood on the surfaces and doing French cleat, trying to make it all fancy. Oh, check it out. Yeah. So it's it's, it's cool to have that like skill set. Right. And like, especially like working in academia when like, when I tell them that like I used to live on Catalina Island and do, you know, construction and maintenance and stuff. They're like, whoa, what? You had a job? Uh, (laughs) yeah yeah you actually did something you know yeah i know how to do real things (laughs) yeah i i find i find that uh uh i find the same situation i find that a lot of people don't understand that we how much we had to just rig things to work 
for the time being, you know? Uh, I mean, that's a lot of like Tom philosophy, right? Well, no, uh, even, even after, <laughs> even after Tom, because I worked, I worked there, uh, over a year with Alan Jones. So, oh, right. uh, even, even there, I mean, the thing is you home Depot is an hour and a half boat ride away. Plus, you know, 45 minutes in traffic. So, right <laughs> <laughs> and and that's that's one way so you're kind of you kind of have what you have and that's that's pretty much it but yeah you know uh certainly certainly tom and alan had different ideas and processes and how to do things but a lot of it's pretty similar is basically just problems generated with location you know that's true yeah like you we got to get this we got to get the water to run right now and we'll figure out how to do it correctly in the winter. Yeah. We got to, we got to figure out how we got to call Mike to shut off the water. So it doesn't overfill the tank. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) You remember, you remember how uh, we had the fill water in our tanks. Mm -hmm. Carmen used to work on Catalina also. Uh, Right. And well, Alex forgot to call Mike one time and Mike just let the pump run all night. (laughs) And there's a cascade of water coming down. Oh man, he was, he was. Uh, everything turned out to be okay, but <laughs> that was a fun one. Yeah, it's always cool when you make mistakes. Yeah, and everybody knows about it. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's fine. You know, uh, we we actually one of the last big projects that we did because the the water line was getting so bad. Uh, we we had to pretty much hike it almost almost every other day to patch a hole. So we we actually ran a new water line from Mike's uh, house all the way over to uh, to the first tank, and we put a switch on our side of the hill <laughs> so we didn't have to call Mike wow. anymore. But Mike, you know, so Mike uh, was this guy that he, he worked for another – he worked for a yacht club that was on the other side of the hill, and we would have to call him to turn on the pumps for us to get water, uh, and it would – run over the hill and fill up the tanks that we needed well once we got the switch on our end we never called him anymore but he was always there by himself <laughs> the poor guy yeah and it, like if, if he came out to start to talk to you uh he, you were there for half an hour where did he live he he lived the next cove over okay and he was just there by himself Mm-hmm. The majority of the year during the summer months, it was a yacht club, so people would go there with their boats, and then there was like mm-hmm. a picnic area. But that was pretty much it. So <laughs> he was just kind of stuck maroon there by himself, you know, just waiting on you guys to give him a call, just so waiting for us to contact. give him a call. And we were supposed to give him a basket, a holiday basket, one year, but it never actually made it to him. I don't think. <laughs> oh, geez. Yeah. Poor dude. Yeah. It's a bummer, but. Yeah. Mike, you guys didn't care about him. No. <laughs> I mean, if I want to be 100% real, I forgot the dude's name was Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody cared about him. <laughs> he was just the guy you had to talk to for a couple minutes. I, I spent a lot of my time with um, um, program staff. Yeah. So that was mo- that was mainly my like my world. That and trying to avoid Tom as much as possible. Oh no. Why do you want to yell at me? <laughs> yeah, that was rough. Uh, you know, I uh, I know Carmen. Carmen, he came came to the island to visit sometime. He had a sailboat and he would sail over. And Carmen right. saw him, and he he was wearing some some rainbows, and Carmen didn't like his feet. They're dirty. <laughs> And I was like, you can't judge a man on his feet. Well, I just like, like <laughs> when I saw him, like, I don't know. I was just looking down. I just couldn't take my eyes off the fact that he was walking around and his feet were black and you could see him. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, my God, what type of savage walk around like that? Why are your feet black? A I mean, I don't know. Bacon. Yeah, a man with the last name Bacon. Yeah. 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 But I mean, when when you're on uh when you're on the island. Wearing sandals like that and the sand everywhere and dirt everywhere, they're going to get dirty. Yeah. Just, you just can't wear those. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, or you're, if you're wearing shoes, that's what happens to your shoes. Like, yeah. I mean, they're going to get dirty. Something's going to get dirty. Yeah, for I'm, I'm sure. Really, I'm, I'm in my sandals. I'm in my rainbows right now, right? My feet ain't black, but 
I, they ain't clean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, uh, well, you're you're talking to a woman that doesn't wear sandals, so I mean, you know, take what oh. she says with a grain of salt. So yeah, yeah, I'm just saying that's the one thing that stood stood out when I met him. Was his like, black feet? Yeah, was his feet were black. Yeah, nothing. I'm not saying anything's feet. wrong with it, um, <laughs> but that's just what stood out to me. Okay, what? Because his like really intense personality didn't stand out. No, I was so mesmerized by those black ass feet. I was like, damn boy, you got to get that together. From, from my experience. And you know, this, this goes with a lot of people. Um, attitudes on the Island are different than how they actually are in, in life on, on the mainland, you know, outside of that environment. When you live and work with, uh, 30 people, you, I don't know. It's like you kind of develop this attitude or this. Uh, you have to change yourself to, to be okay with everybody there. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. I think that's because that was a big one for me. It was like, why is everybody so nice? Right. Carmen was like, "There's, they're going to turn on me at some point because they're too nice. No, I was like, I'm in a Dr. <laughs> Seuss book. Like, uh-huh. everybody's like, hi, okay. how are you? I'm like, oh, hi. Oh, yeah, program staff? <laughs> yeah. They, uh, yeah. They, a lot of them are scary nice they don't like work with kids all day right they wouldn't be doing this job if they weren't like mostly nice people right you gotta have a a a laxness to you when you're dealing with children all the time oh i know yeah Um, uh man uh john you remember johnny yeah so johnny there is a there is a program girl on a boat and uh (laughs) <laughs> she said Johnny got on the boat and he's he's uh, standing on it and this program woman she goes are you ready spaghetti <laughs> and Johnny was like I've never experienced anything like that he was dumbfounded by the fact that she was like he was like she said are you ready spaghetti what does that even mean <laughs> oh man oh that's very sweet that he was like dumbfounded by just like first grade kindness right yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's just you know i don't know yeah it's so fun because people are not as kind like nowadays uh-huh oh so, no not at all yeah i mean you saw how it was when we went to new york people gonna bump you they don't care just get out the way mm-hmm. keep it moving <laughs> nobody bumped me no but people will bump you yeah especially when the power's out in manhattan for eight hours <laughs> yeah <laughs> We were in, we yeah, we were in New York. Uh, we went to New York last year, and there was a power outage, and we lost power for in 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 Manhattan. We lost power for like eight hours. Mm-hmm. We couldn't get to like our hotel room. We couldn't get to a place to hang out. We were just just the whole city was like out in the streets. People stuck in the elevators. People stuck in the subway. Jeez. Yeah, it was pretty wild. And uh, the people. I, I feel as though, like, if it was going to happen a little bit longer. Oh, shit was going to get crazy. Yeah, it was going to be riots. Like, <laughs> we're just walking around. It's uh, Carmen and her sister and myself just trying to, trying to figure out, like, what to do, like, in the city. And it's like, where do you go? We're just hanging out on the street. Like, there's nothing we can do about it. And it's just everybody cops on it every corner. It was oh, you know how many businesses lost money that day because once all the machines went down, if uh-huh. they couldn't run credit cards, you can't make people stay in there for seven hours in a right. heat. They gotta go. They don't got cash. What do you want? They can't use nothing. Yeah. They can't get cash. So I yeah. guess that hundred dollar tab they had, they're not paying for it. No, I promise I'll come in tomorrow and I'll give you my card. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a trip yeah um I, i'm uh what are they all doing now are they actually all locked up in their homes in new like, york yeah uh i know that there's no in in-house eating so um everything's right. outdoor they're a little more locked down than we are yeah in they, Maine for sure yeah there's certainly there's certainly you guys have restaurants working we have restaurants working um yeah. uh, there, it's like every, it's like fifty percent capacity, and then there's outdoor seating. But it's it's about to be October here soon, and you know everything's gonna get cold, so all that outdoor seating's gonna go away. Yep. Because right. there's gonna be like twenty inches of snow on the ground, and uh, yeah. So I mean, 
businesses are gonna businesses, are businesses really gonna this winter are gonna really suffer. So I don't know. It's gonna be a hard winter. Hopefully, hopefully by spring we got everything figured out. Well, I mean, not to be that guy, but it's very unlikely that we'll have um, a vaccine or any kind of social normalcy within the next year, year and a half. Yeah, I I agree, and you know, I also think that uh, it's kind of like if how do we get back to normal? You know, like. <laughs> <laughs> that that's that's my whole thing is like if i wake up tomorrow and everybody's like oh we can do this again like i don't have to wear this mask anymore like how long that tr transition is going to be huge how many years are we going to deal with other people still wearing masks and and staring at you because you're not wearing a mask even though it's you know 2022 and you know it seems like everything there's still going to be covid cases mm -hmm. you know even yeah. even that far away so i mean i mean we still have we still have the plague, right? It's just not like frightening. It's, it's not. Yeah. Like, oh my God, somebody's got the plague. I hope they don't die. Right. But exactly. Like, yeah. So there was a case of the plague in Long Beach, I think. And it was, that was interesting. My mom got typhoid fever. Oh, wow. From, the, from riding the Metro. Uh-huh. Uh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, that COVID is going to be like that too. Like you're going to get like 10 years later, you're going to have a cough going to the doctor and they'd be like, Oh yeah, you got COVID. You're yeah. Like, what? 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> it finally got me. It got me now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You just like immediately go to Walgreens, buy oil, toilet paper and hand sanitizer. It's happening again. <laughs> it's going again. Oh man. That's hilarious. Um, yeah, so um, I think normal is going to – we probably won't see what we did before uh, quarantine. Like, I don't think we'll be emotionally ready as a society mm -hmm. for five years, right? Um, yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, I, I, I'm of the opinion that uh, we're going to see a lot more um, Postmates-styled businesses that places like you're gonna you're gonna just get a as a business you're gonna open up a smaller place and then do all of your uh like products through delivery apps right um, yeah you're gonna see grocery stores that aren't really built for people to walk through it it's built for a staff member to walk through and pick out what you need you know or a drone right yeah or a, a drone, drone. Batch and it just like drops the amount of apples you ordered right yeah we'll see what happens it's gonna be yeah. pretty strange though yeah but you know yeah what, what's the saying necessity is the mother of invention i i guess that's a phrase is that is that what people say i i, I man i'm so bad at idioms and <laughs> okay all those things. but i believe you it does sound like a phrase people say <laughs> but See, I just said mother is a necessity of invention. Oh, well, you know, you need a mother to invent, too. So you right? have people to invent. Right. So that's not wrong. It's just not right. Right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But they're creative people will come up with creative solutions and then we'll have a, a new normal. But eventually. Right. Because of our like inherent biological nature, we're going to socialize and we're going to find ways to congregate, right? The Spanish flu, uh, you know, you probably look at as that as like a, a fairly good um, uh, analogous case that uh, like it took a while for them to get back to what we were doing. But I mean, it's, it's not like we're going to stay in home forever. Right. Uh, like we're, we're social creatures. We need to socialize. We need to procreate. And like all that is done necessarily by meeting other people. Mm -hmm. Um and as like it's nice that we live at a time where we can like the three of us can have this conversation right the technology exists like you couldn't do this 100 years ago there'd be no way we could telegram a podcast you wouldn't even um, think about doing it yeah it's not yeah, not yeah, even yeah, like something right right and uh so the fact that like we live in a time where we can do this um is really nice like somebody i've been talking to a lot uh, especially relatively recently is a friend of mine in france and so hearing how they're how their life has changed, uh, how um, their government is handling 
all this information and the idiot, the, the way that their idiots are handling it mm-hmm. way different that our idiots are handling it. Right. Um, and that could apply to like, you know, local idiots to like government, you know, lots of fun. Um, uh, but like this is as nice as it is to have this, it's definitely not like a supplement for um, actual human interaction. So there, there, people are going to come up with some kind of creative solution. Um, eventually, I think like someone's going to make a stronger mask cheaper and readily more available. Uh, and I think that's going to, especially if we like really narrow down how COVID is spread precisely. Um, then is it on uh, the surface? Is it not on the surface? Is it, you yeah, know, yeah. Droplets? Is it through asbestos? Right. right. Yeah. That's the big thing they're trying to puzzle out right now, as far as I understand it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like my assumption is I'm, this is what my life is going to look like until, um, somebody who knows what they're talking about says it's going to change within three months. Right. So, right. I'm, 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 I'm applying to grad school right now, uh, looking at, you know, different programs to try to figure out where I want to go. And a lot of it's based on location, but if it's, if we're going to be doing this for three years, like, doesn't matter. No, it doesn't. And it shouldn't, uh, like if, if you can, if you have the grades to go to Harvard, shouldn't you be able to go to Harvard? Like, and get the the state well maybe that's the wrong one if if you if you want to go to uh ucla right and if i live in maine and i want to go to ucla should i get in-state tuition (laughs) you know because i can't go to the school anyway like i think colleges they're they're overcharged anyway so i i mean if if everything if you don't have to be local to do something anymore that expense should be gone, right? Well, for the time being, absolutely, right? Um, yeah. And not only that, like, colleges, because of the way their inflated budgets and are, they're, they're losing money right now. So mm-hmm. they're, they have no incentive to, like, give, like, you know, extend scholarships or uh, be forgiving with costs or anything like that. Like, they're, as much as we pay for as little as we get, uh, they're now their business is like, Oh, we gotta like, we gotta make up all this money to, so we can stay afloat. Like, no, you gotta eliminate all the administrative costs that have made college so expensive. That's what you need to do, but you're not going to do that because you, it's just, why would you? Um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's just all sorts of frustrating. Um, but yeah, you, normally, right. If you're going to go thinking about where you want to go to grad school, you would maybe visit there before you apply but like that's kind of out of the picture now um yeah or how do you go to harvard on online yeah where can i get the yeah. virtual tour of this college i'm not going to be able to step foot into <laughs> right well i mean like yeah yeah but like maybe maybe if everything's cool right we'll be back to like normal college in two years right uh-huh. and, uh, my school is is hoping they're like we're hoping that next semester we're gonna be in class <laughs> like, oh, every, really? yeah every quarter they're like yeah next quarter is gonna be it they said it for the summer but um they do have the labs open on campus right now so oh, really? a lot of the culinary students are living on campus and they go to their culinary classes there okay so they made like themselves a little culinary bubble uh, it's for anybody who has labs because you can't really do, okay. you can't show people how to cook online. They need to actually do it. So people hey. who got labs in your, in your home, can you make me a lasagna? I need you to go to the USPS, ship me the lasagna, and I'll tell you if it's good or not. Ah, now nah, this right, lasagna exactly. is no how good. This <laughs> this lasagna is room temperature. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you get an F. <laughs> lasagna is not even hot. <laughs> Yeah, so for those classes, the lab classes are all on campus right now. So they still have maybe about, that's only probably about 25% of the school that's there, but that's still more than most people. Yeah. Yeah, our, our school is 0%, and next semester has already been, for both of where I, so where I go to school, uh, Cal State Long Beach, it, they already said they're going to do completely uh, distance learning uh, for the spring semester, and then... Um, so where I work at, which is a, a community college, uh, it's likely going to be distance learning again, um, which is cool because now I get paid to sit in my house. But 
uh, it's wild. Like, how do you do? People are doing chemistry labs online, right? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, how do you know what you're doing? You're just clicking buttons and waiting for the right one to work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I might. <laughs> Sorry, I can't. I can't do this lab yet. My Bunsen burner hasn't been dropped off by Amazon yet. Like, imagine you're like mixing the chemicals and you do it wrong in your house yeah and oh your no whole house explodes and now you sue the school yeah i can't believe they let me do this at my own house <laughs> yeah and that's and for our school that's why they have those labs in house i mean right. like in person yeah. my school wants to do that but they just because of like you know, it's Southern California, man. There's there's a lot of people here, and those classes are like 50-something students, and they don't have a room that you can socially distance 50 students in. And the air is self-contained because it's, you know, a chemistry lab. If somebody screws up, they don't want to poison the whole building. Right. Uh, so, you know, all of that is fucking wild. It, it, ah, it's crazy. <laughs> it is. It is. But I mean, like everybody, this is what anybody talks about these days, right? It's how crazy everything is. Well, I mean, it's hard not to talk about it because it's yeah. something that we've never dealt with. But oh yeah, I think uh, I gotta I gotta get ready to work. Uh, I gotta yeah, get out of here. But Alex has been good talking to you. I'm yeah, glad very that, nice meeting you. I'm glad that you and Carmen My got first. to meet. Yeah, yeah. For what it was, maybe we'll yeah. maybe we'll head out there, um, out to the border of la county and orange county at some point here in the here in the next five years <laughs> okay yeah well i mean i don't know if i'll be here right i mean maybe maybe i'll go and be and go to school of georgia tech but like sitting in my couch right, right. we'll see yeah we'll see <laughs> but all right y'all have a good day it was nice talking to you yeah talk to you later alex bye likewise take it peace All right. Well, thank you guys for listening to the podcast. If you have any questions or any suggestions, go to sweetgravypod at gmail.com. And we'll talk to you later. Bye. Thank you.